0: welcome to nerd sports today we're going to talk about the good old-fashioned bowling right yeah i'm down i'm down for bowling uh dude
1: i am not one of those bowlers that will spin the ball i don't get creative with it dude i just pick an arrow and i chuck it i try to keep it as
0: straight as i possibly can do you like chuck it like you know just grab it by the like a basketball. And just no, well, I, I try.
1: I, I try to to at least have some semblance of form, so that way I don't get out there and look like a complete and utter noob. But yeah, I mean, I think I may on a, on a good day I might bowl
0: anywhere from a one eighty to a two twenty. I know this guy, uh, Sam Johnson. Uh, every every time he bowls like a three hundred or something like that, he gets him a, he gets himself a ring. He's like, I got all these rings because I rolled a three hundred. I was like, oh cool. You know? It's one of those things that if it's not your thing, you don't really feel that that whole power to it. Most actual competitors and everything don't get that either when they win like a championship because they know they got to do a little bit better next year.
1: Yeah, you know or. You know, like in baseball or, or even football, uh, oh, hell, any any of the three big leagues, uh, or even four if you count hockey. Which, yes, we'll go ahead and include the NHL because I do believe that the NHL has a whole lot tougher athlete than say the NBA. I mean, look how many of them like are missing teeth. Uh, missing teeth. Uh, I mean, it just yeah, exactly. So, uh, anytime that you get individuals who come up on a contract year contract year or they're going to be free agents the following season dude they will pull they will pull a stat padded season out of their ass and it's funny to watch because it's like okay what have you been doing and i mean you you'll get you'll get a few of those athletes that that will produce year in and year out like uh, like say mookie Betts. um You know, they'll they'll put up consistent numbers every year, year in and year out. Uh, You'll get a Tom Brady that puts up good numbers year in and year out. And then they usually go for the big money. Now, with the exception to the rule being Tom Brady, uh, who, if you look, even during his time in in New England, uh, he would constantly have his contract restructured to make salary room for other players. That's the, that's more
0: or less a team player right there. Yeah. I
1: mean, cause more or less at the end of the day, Tom Brady is exactly that he's a team player. Um, yeah, while well, he is about his legacy and rightfully so he should be, but he wants to win and he knows that, especially in the game of football, you need to have a team built around you, especially as a quarterback, you have to have weapons, you have to have an offensive line, you've got to have a good defense, um, uh, you need to win at least in two out of the three facets of the game in order to consistently have a chance at winning games week in and week out, let alone putting together a season worthy enough to, A, get to the playoffs, get through the playoffs, and then ultimately win the championship game, in this case would be the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and what a lot of people don't understand about football is uh, the tactics involved and everything can be actually put into Military standing because that's what William Church, uh, Churchill did a lot of yeah, when, when, yeah when because he did, he yeah. used a lot of the tactics from American football in uh, World War II
1: yeah uh, in the case uh, more recently uh, more more contemporary uh, Norman Schwarzkopf. yeah storm and Norman uh, when, when when Desert Storm actually kicked off when the ground war kicked off um, everybody you, you would see it all over the news he was talking about the Hail Mary he even kept a football in a refrigerator somewhere, I think, in like one of his uh, yeah like, I thought like the, the, where he was where he was staying, and you know it had "Hail Mary" written on the side of the football. I, I remember seeing the footage somewhere on the news when I was a kid, but uh, he basically, you know took like the 101st Airborne, air assaulted, you know, into Iraq, and and, and they, they leapfrogged over everybody. That was you know chugging north, and I mean they did it in such rapid succession. It's just I mean it it was like the modern day Blitzkrieg almost, uh, you know where the Germans just did it with overwhelming armor and infantry numbers. Uh, they did it with the Luftwaffe, you know it. So yeah, I mean I I see where you're going with it, and absolutely you know you can tell you can parallel some facets of the game of football to military tactics.
0: Yeah. Uh, now. What news do we have? Because I really didn't see... The only thing I got, like, was, like, a meme from someone that sent it to me. He was like, dude, could you put this on your uh, uh, thing? I was like, ah, I I forgot. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Right. But, uh... I mean i put that up there one of these days. Uh, but we had a lot of nothing this weekend. The only thing that we really did this like this weekend, we put it up, put it up there. Were a couple of episodes, uh, and I just pushed them out because we needed to have uh, yeah, extra stuff. Was, was the uh, barbecue competition? Yeah, right? and that was really
1: because that was time sensitive almost. Um, yep. But man, that was it was a long day, but dude, it was fun. Um, I got a I got a case of the meat sweats because I judged two different events the the ribs and the brisket.
0: I still didn't see how you could get the meat sweats because you're only taking like a one single bite. You're taking one single
1: bite, but at the same time, each event had 17 different entries.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: you all know? right. And so, uh, plus on top of that, I mean, just the the the, the weather outside—it was hot, it was humid, it was just. I mean, you could walk around. Felt like you were walking around in a, in, a, in a can of syrup at some points during the course of the day. But uh, you know, uh, you know, it 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 kind of felt like you know, as far as like our production value for the course of those two days that that well that day, counting the night before. It really kind of felt clunky at times. But man, you know, we got you know we got to meet and interact with some really good people.
0: Yeah, that that's one. One thing I was talking about uh, with yesterday's dinner is, I just love stories. Yeah, I love interacting with people and everything. And uh, she ended up, she's like, "I am introvert, an and I can't believe you are just out there with people. You you always conversate with somebody. You see somebody, you conversate." I was like, "Yeah." When I go to like, when when we had a growing crowd and they did that uh, veteran thing, I was always excited, not because you know free food. It was more or less uh it was so packed yeah it was just it was the numbers that showed up itself. yeah because you, ever you had to sit, you had to sit with somebody that you would never even meet ever yeah. again nobody ever <laughs> says you know what I want Golden Corral because that's quality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that is true too. I talked yeah. about that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no one really likes that type of quality. It wasn't. I, my brother in law would never eat there because he had to work. Because he worked at the uh, Wichita Fall food uh, uh, food supply, mm-hmm. and he had to fix a lot of their stuff and everything. Right, and he was like, "Man, it is disgusting." It is, uh, and our our thankfully. Well, I say thankfully because, you know,
1: people did lose their jobs over, but it's almost weird. Like, you remember when that closed down, it was like it was open one day and then just closed the next. I mean, the marquee was taken off the building, like, seemingly overnight. And, like, there was no no warning. Like, hey, we're about to close our doors. I mean, it's just like they closed up shop for the night and then left town. Yeah. It was the damn weirdest thing. But...
0: Um, oh, here's Here's something. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Brian uh, Price is happily stepping away from modern NBL, uh, and he's retiring. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, something did happen um,
1: locally, well, regionally. Um, last night, well, this weekend was All-Star Weekend for NASCAR, and it was held at Texas Motor Speedway. Oh, okay. Um, and it's really, I mean, they had two points-paying races, uh, for the truck guys and for the, the Xfinity guys uh, this past weekend. Uh, but, I mean, the crown jewel for the whole weekend was when the NASCAR Cup guys, the, the, the top tier, got to race. No points on the line. It was all for a million dollars, winner take all. Hmm. And the, the format of the race was different than what your normal racing would be. Uh, this one was broken up into five stages. They also had thrown something in there about where your your starting order for the final and f- fifth and final stage was based on your average finishing order from the previous four stages, as well as the length of time it took you and your pit crew to complete a four tire green flag stop. And uh, I, I tell you what, though, it I mean, we had there was a lot of you know they call them comers and goers. Uh, you know, cars would get real strong in the middle of the day, uh, and then it would just kind of fade off towards the evening when the, yeah. when the track started cooling down. Uh, I think at one point, uh, the people on the, the, the Fox telecast were talking about the track temperature was up to 145 degrees. Oh, yeah. So when the track gets that hot, it gets it gets greasy. It gets real slick. Um, so traction's kind of a, at a premium. So you have to have to you really have to have your car dialed in. Now, otherwise, you're either going to be tight going through a turn, or you're going to be really loose, and you're going to spin. Um, they had this stuff, I think it's called the PJ one traction compound that was sprayed in the upper groove and turns in, in the turns one and two and three and four down at the other end of the track. Um, it made for some interesting racing, uh, there towards the end of the race, the fifth and final stage, it was like a 10 lap shootout, man, that was a great, great segment. Um, ended up Kyle Larson ended up winning that race, uh, this, this or last night, and I'll tell you what, man, um, anybody who follows Kyle Larson, uh, last year, last season, uh, whenever, when the NASCAR season got cut short, uh, they, they took, like, a couple of months off because of the the COVID stuff. And I know that we're so sick and tired of talking about that. But, yeah. Um, but anyway, he, you know, NASCAR started doing the e-racing invitationals just to put stuff on TV, give fans something to watch. And it gave the The drivers like an opportunity just to get behind a wheel, you know. And we got to see their their racing rigs, you know. And and it was really cool. Um, Kyle Larson was uh, he, he he became the the latest victim of the uh, the woke crowd. He he dropped an N bomb during during it oh, during a live stream, yeah. and in should he have said it? No. Do I understand that 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 word in some you know some social circles is okay? And he may have said it to one of his buddies. I don't know all the circumstances around it. He do I think that it's an okay word? No, absolutely not. I think it needs to be removed from our vocabulary, and that's from people of any color. Um, you know, it's definitely not okay for white people to say it, and I, I think I think that it shouldn't be okay when black people say it. Uh, because uh, you know if you, you know, it's a double standard you can't call us to the woodshed over it if you are not willing to hold yourselves to the same standard um, and that's you know, and that's the black and white standard that I look at it with but he he was suspended indefinitely from NASCAR until he underwent sensitivity training um, which he immediately did he, he went you know did a sensitivity training and, and you know, basically took the remainder of the NASCAR season off. Uh, he went back to his roots and he reopened his, his dirt racing team, his uh, sprint car team. Yeah. And commenced to stomping the largest mud hole in the ass of every competitor he, he faced off with at every local dirt track around the country. Um, The dude is a wheel man. He can can drive anything that you put him in to the front of the field, and a lot of times he will win. He went on like a 50-something race winning streak uh, last year when he was running those sprint cars exclusively. And when NASCAR, he applied for reinstatement, NASCAR granted it, reinstated him as a full-time driver, and Rick Hendrick, owner of Hendrick Motorsports, swooped in and picked him up. And basically everybody kind of knew that this dude is going to be trouble behind the wheel. I mean, unless you're, unless he's driving for you, you're going to have a bad time. Um, he has consistently put up great, great numbers.
0: What was that being? Uh,
1: that was my. Oh, coach.
0: Um, I told you to talk that stuff off. It freaks me
1: out. it's Take me to your leader, um, but. He, he's, he's been rattling off top tens, top fives. He's up to three victories now. Four, well, I see three. Is it three victories? Yeah, he's got three wins so far this year uh, for points paying events. And then he won the non points event last night with the All Star race, which is his second All Star victory. That race pays out a million dollars to the winner.
0: Yeah, and that's just, that, that is non sponsored. But Hendrick Super, Motorsport, I, I mean, last, year, last season,
1: uh, Chevrolet. The, every all the teams that ran Chevrolets, they were getting their asses kicked by both Toyota and Ford. Um, but
0: Chevy, well, Ford, Chevy, Ford, and Toyota started doing smaller engines, yeah. and uh, they've been more uh, trying to get more turbo, uh, well, boost, uh, turbo. And uh, what's the other thing? Well, no, see
1: here, in NASCAR,
0: in in the world of NASCAR. Those those engines are
1: strictly regulated. There's no turbos on them.
0: Oh, really? Okay,
1: yeah, no turbo. There's no such thing as a turbo booster or turbocharger in NASCAR. <clears throat>
0: but uh, they're still doing developments in uh, uh, air fuelation to. Yeah, uh, as far as aerodynamic packages and stuff like that. Well, it, not it, even aerodynamics, but it, more or less getting more air into the engine. Everything on those cars is regulated. Oh, really? Everything. From suspension,
1: tire compounds, body profiles, the weight, where the weight dist- or the, where the where the ballast is put, I mean everything. Everything on those cars is regulated. There is a rule, a subsection, and a paragraph for every nut and bolt on those cars. Oh. Everything.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, the only thing that really differentiates the cars from you know one to the next is the front end. The front end and the profile on the back end on, on the tail because um, obviously you're going to have your different manufacturers which right now it's just the big three it's toyota ford and chevrolet um they're wanting to reopen it to a fourth manufacturer there's a lot of people that are wanting dodge to come back into the sport there's a lot of rumblings that honda may make an appearance in the nascar series um i would love to see personally love to see dodge come back i really would but instead of using the charger i want to see them use the challenger body style um in the Xfinity series, the cars are made out of carbon fiber. The bodies are, are carbon yeah. fiber bodies. That's um, sheet metal in the Cup series. So when you when you put a car into the wall and it pancakes the or the side of your car and it affects your aerodynamics, you're going to have to deal with it. In the Xfinity, there's a lot more forgiveness in those bodies because of the carbon fiber. Uh, the you know the bodies are lighter, obviously, because they're made out of carbon instead of the steel. But uh, Toyota runs a Supra in the Xfinity series, and they run a Camry in the Cup series. But there's no such thing as a four, as a two door Camry. So uh, next season they're actually going to a new car. It's called the next gen car. Um, it's going to be uh, uh, a lot of safety improvements uh, aerodynamically. They're going to be more. They're going to be. They're going to be better. Uh, I think the engine is actually going to be smaller. Uh, instead of having five lug nuts on a wheel, they're going to go to a central, singular central lug nut, like uh, mm-hmm. IndyCar or Formula One. Uh, I mean, it's just they're constantly trying to make these cars safer to drive, and they're trying to cr- come up and uh, and develop these aerodynamic packages that are, that that run exclusively at the different style tracks that they're gonna that that they'll that they'll visit on a weekly basis. And Toyota's coming back with the Camry next year, you know, and everybody's like, "What the hell? Just go with the Supra," you know. What I mean, because I mean, it's not an ugly car. Now, for those of us old enough to remember the original Camrys, or not Camrys, but the original Supras, mm-hmm. you know, like the one that was in the original Fast and Furious movie before they watered down the the, the storyline and you know, just kind of had bad, almost uh, almost had like bad they writing yeah had bad writing, you know, but you know the, the the one that Paul Walker originally ran the the orange one right yeah I mean, that was a cool looking car but and then they came out with this like revisited and you know modern take on the Supra and I, I I'm not sold on it but hey it's 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 Toyota's pony car so to speak so I think that they should run it but uh, there it's going to be a new car next year uh Chevrolet has been doing a ton of homework on it um Constantly testing it, they're—they're. Uh, they're, I mean, they, these manufacturers—they get behind these these teams that run their equipment, you know, run their run their brand, and I mean, we're talking about. I mean, like with Toyota, it's TRD, Toyota Racing Development. I mean, it, 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 Toyota's are they they're for whatever reason they just they perform well. And now granted, yes, a lot of it is the talent of the driver behind the wheel. A lot of it is going to be the technical prowess and the, and the talent of, of the people on the, on, the, on the pit crew, the crew chief, the car chiefs, uh, the engineers, uh, guys at the engine shops that develop these engines. But uh, like this year, I mean, it just seems like Hendrick Motorsports is just kicking everybody's ass this year. Um, I believe all four of Hendrick Motorsports' drivers have now won a race. Um, and that would be William Byron, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, and Kyle Larson. And, uh, you know, and but it, it's just, you know, you, you hear on the radio a lot, you know, it's like, you know, we, we have a problem with HMS talking about Hendrick Motorsports. And it's just that, you know, a lot of, they've got just this ungodly amount of speed. Every week, these cars have to go through a pre race inspection and a post race inspection. So you can't get the car through inspection or tech inspection or through tech before qualifying and, you know, all this other stuff and then fiddle with the car to try to make it better for the race. No, you have to do that with adjustments, the chassis adjustments, tire pressure adjustments, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, you can do little things to affect the handling of a car. I mean, even so much as even taking off a piece of tape from the grill will affect downforce. Well, yeah. Okay. But th- these guys, I mean, it's just, it's so technical. It's like, you could even, you could even affect the change in these cars by even making so much as a quarter pound of, a quarter pound of air adjustment in a, in a, in one of the, t- one of the four tires. But it just seems like Hendrick Motorsports is just there. I mean, they are clicking this year. Um, they had a race a few months or a few weeks ago where all four cars finished in the first four positions. And they're on this like streak of having you know having at least two of their
0: cars finish one two going back like five or six weeks now so it's more or less not a winning person it's more or less a winning team on this yeah because I mean and usually you don't you've see got, that. you've got very four, rare you yeah you've got that.
1: four teams four individual independently operating teams but they all operate under the same banner so if you talk to Rick Hendrick the owner of the team he's like we're not a four car team we're one team with four cars. So, I mean, they're running matching equipment, and it's all based upon how that driver's taking care of their equipment, and it boils down to communication because they're all sharing information as far as setups are concerned, what the handling's doing, tire wear, things of that nature. And, I mean, they're all sharing information, which is great because it, it brings their level of you know competition up, and it's just it's up to everybody else on the circuit to catch up. Now, for for a couple of years there, it was uh, Stuart Haas Racing, which their their headline guy, their their top guy is Kevin Harvick. He runs the number four car uh, with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. He runs Toyotas, and we're talking about the same Joe Gibbs that was the head coach of the Washington Redskins before oh. they got before they got all woke and became the Washington
0: Football Club. But um, that doesn't happen anyway. So. Uh, that reminds me. I want to watch the uh, new. Uh, I guess the Daily Wire uh, is becoming an actual production company.
1: Yeah, would and there
0: and I really want to watch this new movie that's coming out. Uh, it's called uh, uh, Run, Run, Hide, Fight. It Isn't that? Pretty, the, is not that the one with that Gina Carano? No, no, no. It's no? just a. It's a, It's like a school shooting, and one of the kids oh, fights okay, back. Yeah, I got you. I see. It.
1: But. um you know, it, totally off of top. Yeah, like, totally off oh, yeah. topic. But uh, no, but the, but the the racing, the action on the track was just incredibly entertaining, and and it's because I mean you're sitting there like you're waving a million dollars in front of this entire field of of guys who have to qualify for this race based on their performance, based on wins from the previous season, wins from this season previous champions is all those points like gotten rid of uh from the last season yeah yeah no those points don't carry over to the new season the way that that works is that okay so you every stage every race is broken down into stages now so you got usually three stages and the first top 10 spots that finish in those prospective stages win points according to where they finished like 10th place gets one point and then like first place for that stage gets 10 points and that that goes towards their year-end cumulative total cuz the last 10 races of the season is what they call the playoffs uh you know you know the playoff bracket yeah so it's like the top 16 drivers qualify for the 10 race playoff and then and it's like a round of 16 then it's a round of 12 and then 8 and then um the final 4 they go to phoenix you know, everybody races, but it's like just those four guys. When they get to the last race at the end of the year in Phoenix, just those four guys are the only ones that are eligible to compete for the championship. And so, um, a lot of a lot of the purists, and I, I call them purists, you know, they're out there bitching about, "Oh, well, this this is just bastardizes the sport." And it's like, look, I get all that. You know, uh, back in the day when. You know, we had some of the legends of our sport, like Dale Earnhardt or Dale Jarrett or uh, Rusty Wallace running. I
0: forgot to get that meme to you. I don't think I saved it. There's one It's like every person in Texas, and it had the Lord of the Rings uh, where uh, uh, Aragorn was about to go into battle. Yeah. The final battle and everything, and he just turns around, for Dale. Yes, for Dale. Raise Dale. hail, praise Dale. Yeah. Um, Man,
1: you know, and I'll tell you what, man. When Dale Earnhardt Sr. died, I'm not gonna lie, I cried. I was a Dale Earnhardt Sr. fan. Well, a lot of people were. You know, I, and and it was one of those. In my life, I've got a small, select group of people that I identify as heroes: my dad, yeah. Dale Earnhardt Sr., and Superman, in that order. Okay, wouldn't more of a little like Christopher Reeves and Superman? Well, it's just the idea of Superman. Okay, yeah. Okay. okay, what he represents, things of that nature. Um, you know, back before DC decided to get all woke and say oh, I'm no longer a citizen of the United States, I'm a citizen br- of the world. It's like, whatever, shut up. They they backed up at that. Mm. You think, but um, yeah. I mean that that was the big thing yesterday. Uh, was the All Star race? Um. Uh, down there at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, of note, the longtime track president, um, and, uh, uh, well, yeah, President Eddie Gossage, he was in, he's been involved with Texas Motor Speedway since about two years before they broke ground on the facility. Okay. He retired after last night's event. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I mean, he's responsible for bringing about things like the nicknames of uh you know the, i mean it's it just like no limit you know uh, no limits texas uh it, he he brought things to the to the track that are unique to the texas you know to to, to the texas races uh, there a big screen on the backstretch called big bertha it's i mean it's it's one of the lar- i mean it's i think it's the largest flat screen tv at an outdoor venue okay um he introduced RV parking along the back stretch, you know, so people that couldn't get in, you know, infield passes, they can park their RVs up on the back stretch, and walk look over into the track to enjoy the race for the weekend. Uh, uh, there's just if 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 we ever get the chance to go down to Texas Motor Speedway for the day, to, and, and, and if they offer them anymore, take a tour of the facility. And there's little snippets of, of, like, facts, like little factoids and Easter eggs, you almost want to call them, hidden around the track. Um, and just being able to go up into what they, you know, uh, the, the the tower that, that overlooks the fr- stra- start-finish line there on the front stretch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The luxury suites in there, holy shit. Those are, those are. Those are pimped out, dude. Um Ross Perot actually used to own one. And he had actually bought two suites next door to each other, knocked down the wall, and had the entire suite turned into one huge. Oh wow. Thing. Um there's actually condominiums on on the track property. They're in turn two. that's dedication. And those those uh, those condominiums run I think roughly about two to three million
0: dollars. just looked at No.
1: Oh, is it two to three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Seven, eight, nine years ago, it was like one hundred and ten thousand dollars for one. I think now that I think about it, I think that was like maybe for the season. But yeah, I mean, there's people that live at the track, and you know, of course, if you've got the if you've got the condos that face the track, you, you don't you basically don't have to pay for anything all year long. Yeah, you can see everything that happens at that track.
0: Whether it's nighttime testing, or oh, okay. you know, whatever. But well, I was, I was, but oh, I was really. Well, I wasn't that wrong. I mean, what is it? Two to three million a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it not. ranges. It, well, it's it's not as bad as I said. Right, but it's still close up there. I mean, it ranges from three thousand. I mean, you can get three hundred dollars a night. Not at the smallest one and everything but it gets it gets about uh, about eight hundred thousand.
1: yeah i mean for for an entire year but um i mean it, it to me it would be worth it you know i mean I, don't get me wrong I'm, I'm 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 one of those people that like to get down in the grandstands because i like the smell of the fuel you know i like the smell of the rubber as it's being burned off the cars i like to hear and feel though that horsepower as they're as they're coming to coming to speed at the drop of a green flag, when they're when they're ripping, all forty-three cars are coming through there, hitting turn one at full speed. Dude, you want to talk about thunder? And it is amazing. I mean, you—it's—it's it's one of those things where just once you get it, once you're there and you experience that, you want to go back for more.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it ranges from 3000 uh, $3, dollars to thirty-five. Hundred thousand, close to five hundred thousand, and their most expensive one—the only one they have active right now—that's that expensive—is close to eight hundred thousand. But that's just what's available. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, because that's 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 almost like the ultimate in exclusive. You know, well, that's that's any kind of boxy that
0: you're looking at. really. Yeah, I mean, but, but with, with the condominium or with, with the condo, underst- though. that was one thing I never understood. Like box seats and everything, I understand you get more like uh, uh, food vendors and everything. You're taking care of a little bit better, but you, and you kind of see the thing. But I would more or less want like uh, like the fifty yard line. Mm-hmm. I'd rather sit there.
1: Yeah, because on. you're in the middle of the entire experience. Yeah, you're around the, the the crowd noise. You're you can the sights, the sounds, the smells. Even on a football field, you get those nasty, sweaty ass dudes coming off after they've been beating their asses. You know, into the ground. You can hear the conversations. You can you know, and it's just you
0: kind of feel like you're completely immersed. Yeah. And well, I'm, it's and it, it's kind like of like a baseball. You want to be behind the bat, uh, behind the uh, See, Not uh, for me. I don't, really? if, if I'm going
1: to sit anywhere that close to the, to, to the field, I want to be sitting as close to the dugout as I possibly can. Okay. It's either that or I'm sitting out in the bleachers, you know, where the people are. Yeah. And, you know, because to me, the closer I am to the field and the closer I am to the action. You know you, you get the sights i mean especially with baseball it's the sounds it's the smells cool.
0: but you get the crack of the bat when you you're can that get closed. that anywhere
1: you can get that anywhere in the field especially if you go to the new global life field now of all the complaints that i've got about global life field the biggest pro the biggest takeaway that i've got from that from that new facility is the acoustics in there are amazing even with the roof open the crack of the bat just sounds a little bit differently than it did over at Globe Life Stadium right literally across the street which was an open air field now i mean do i do i think that this new this new stadium that they've been playing in for a couple of years now does it does it take away some you know from some of the ambiance of the game yeah especially with the obstructive view seats but I think with the, you know, the more of the Coliseum type feel that it has because it's an enclosed roof, uh, a retractable roof stadium now, that, you know, it's, it's, it, it, there's, as long as you're not sitting in the obstructed view area, you're going to get, you're going to be able to get that, um, that looks so fucking badass, doesn't it?
0: Are you talking about the next gen cars? Yeah, uh, just that photo right there. I just uh, yeah, I that's the, the that's
1: the Camaro. Really? Yeah, that's the new Camaro. Um, that looks cool. It is, dude. And, and uh, the Camaro. See, all of these are actually the Camaro. But uh, if you get into, let me see here, and you can tell just by just by the front end alone, that's that's a Camaro. Uh, imprint, but Mustang, the Mustang looks more
0: like a production Mustang. It really does. Yeah, it does. Um, uh, you, have you seen that one uh, white Mustang that's in town that has those triangle uh, uh, like uh, uh, the boss lights, but they're triangles and they're halogen? I think so. I think I, so. He's all. He, he, you cannot miss it because it's loud as hell yeah you know what i think i do remember that car now hey uh quick i mean if you want to keep going you can keep going but i'm gonna have to take a potty break yeah i did it i said it potty break i did look a little girl he's gotta go tinkle
1: oh yeah so let me see Uh, yay um so yeah we were talking about the next gen car uh now if you if you keep scrolling through the pictures eventually you will run into the toyota entry and it is, it's no different than the car they're running now. Other okay. than the fact that it's got a carbon fiber body. The front end looks a little bit different. And then obviously with the wheels being a central hub, you know, central lug nut.
0: Are you talking about the, the blue one? Because the blue one's saying it's Ford.
1: No, not the blue one. There's a white one. Um, white one. Toyota reveals their TRD Camry for 2022. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Here, I'll do this.
0: Yeah, send it to me because I'm i just getting like Ford and uh, Chevy. Yeah, that's uh, not the picture. Yeah, let me try to send this one to you here. Come on. Here we go.
1: And then we're going to... Nope. So we're going to do this. Nope. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Oh, the Camry. Yeah, and boom, there you go. Yeah, I already found it. Yeah, too late. Send it to you anyway. Fuck off. Okay, so it's just an ugly car. It, it It's there. It, it literally, there's no difference between the one that they're running now and the one that they're, they're proposing for next year, other than the fact that well, they it's got don't the really
0: go in depth in uh, styles and everything. So,
1: yeah. Well... And part they of it was really part of it either. is is that those cars that they, they were supposed to be more manufacturer
0: manufacturer centric, were um, specific, and where all they don't really have to change that much and they could put it on the road, right? <sighs> or is it? I mean, other than the fact that it's got a roll cage and it's basically
1: a, a body that's been skinned over the roll cage. Yeah, but.
0: Uh, and it, you're missing a lot of uh, necessities compared to the NASCAR. Oh, yeah. These cars don't though. have air conditioning. They don't oh, even yeah. have speedometers. They've got tachometers in there. Yeah.
1: And the way that they know how fast that they're going, specifically for things like pit road speed limits. I is, figured it was
0: just how fast the bug hits their face if they look out the window. No.
1: Um, the reason why they have those pace laps and they split the they, they split the field into two separate groups uh-huh. is those pace cars, are, are they're, they're stock production cars. And they'll run at whatever pit road speed is supposed to be. Where most of the time, it's like 55 miles an hour. And they'll set it, and they'll get there 55 miles an hour. And the drivers in that group have to get behind that car, and then they have to look to see, okay, this is pit road speed that we're driving now. What gear am I in, and how many RPMs am I turning in that gear? And then they'll read up, they'll reach up on their on their display, and they'll hit a button. Or, you know, something. And what it is is that when they come in to, to pit, before they hit that commitment cone, before they hit that first line, they have to get slowed down to that gear, to that RPM. Now, there's a little, little bit of a, of, a, of a give and take. I think it's like plus, plus or minus uh, like a full mile an hour almost, right? Because they're scoring lines on pit road the entrance to pit road and then there's scoring lines you know staged throughout the length of pit road and then there's the uh, the exit to pit road if at any point between if, they, if they're too fast entering or if they're too fast on any you know as they, if they cross any one of those lines there's like a mathematical equation a computer constantly tracks the tra- transponders that are in those cars and it'll measure how fast they're going based on how long it took them to get from this line to that line. And if they get busted for speeding on pit road, too fast entering, too fast on, too fast exiting, they have to come back around during a green flag lap and do a pass-through penalty, and it'll put them a lap down. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, they don't screw around. And last night, there was a couple of pit crews that – uh, when they were when they were doing their required for you know four tires and fuel pit stop under green flag conditions to help sort out the the running order for the fifth and final stage of the all-star race. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of teams that had a really great pit time, and that was from the entrance to the exit, right? But they were caught for speeding, too fast entering. And then like you know, one guy was caught too fast exiting pit road. So, you know, it's like and it but the, the the incentive there for that pit stop, the fastest pit crew got a $100,000 bonus. Oh, man. Chase Elliott. Is that not, for each person or is just That's the for whole the crew, to, that's yeah, that's for the pit crew to split. Oh, okay. So it gives it gives those pit member or those pit crew members uh, you know a chance to shine. Yeah. Because dude, those dudes are straight stud athletes. They really are. You think there's just a bunch of guys with beer guts and shit walking around with, you know, torque wrenches and stuff and air guns and no, I mean uh I think Austin Dillon, he drives the number 3 or he drives the number 3 car for Richard Childress Racing. His right rear his his, his rear tire changer. Yeah. Played for the Broncos and has a Super Bowl ring. Oh, yeah. A lot of these guys are college athletes that didn't get drafted or uh, you know, it had their pro careers cut short for whatever reason, they came and got a job working for a pit crew in NASCAR. I mean, these dudes can get there, get a car, four tires, chassis adjustments, and two cans of fuel in about thirteen to fourteen. Well, I say anywhere from eleven to thirteen seconds. Yeah, and uh, dudes, sometimes. I mean, you hear it referred to it as the money stop, and it's usually the last stop under green flag conditions, or maybe like the last expected pit stop under under a caution flag. Yeah. Sometimes races are won and lost on pit road. I mean, they really. Well, yeah, are. they really are. They really are because I think like what was the, I heard it said once? It was like uh, I mean, for every second that you're in the pits, you lose
0: like a quarter of the racetrack. Yeah. I mean, look at look at Ricky Bobby. I mean, if he didn't, uh, I if that one knew guy, you were going to go there. Uh, if that one guy didn't go <laughs> up and man, get I that chicken go sandwich, Ricky Bobby wouldn't be able to go on tag uh, nights and just run that race. I knew you were going to be there. A, one of the greatest racers known to man. I, I, I oh, we had I to put you. a little bit of comedy in here. So I, people, I uh, knew you were going to go there. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I knew you were going to go there. Yeah, you saw the
1: lights and everything, but like a deer, you just stood there. No, I had prayed and hoped to the God above. And you want comedy? Yeah, I was praying to Tom Cruise. Hey, do not let him make it to the Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby reference. Yeah. Nope. Tom Cruise and Oprah both let me down.
0: Damn it. Hey,
1: well, you should, uh, you should really and, and praise for those to... of And for those of our listeners or viewers that know what that reference is, good on y'all. But for everybody else who's scratching your heads, just sit down and turn your brain off and watch Talladega Nights just once, and you'll you'll understand.
0: Yeah. But, uh, no, that's about it for the sports news. I mean, NASCAR had a big uh, weekend this weekend. Uh, The other other thing is the thing I did this weekend was uh, the Black Rifle Coffee new uh, opening. They had one in Moore, Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. and one in... uh, uh, yeah, it, it's New Reflect or something like that. But it's in Fort Worth. Yeah. Uh, Fort Worth Metroplex area. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, there was this guy that ended up, I don't know what happened to him, but I, I hope he was okay. I, I didn't talk to uh, Mandy about it before I left and everything but uh, he he had, like, leg problems or something like that. He was working with a crank cane, and his legs were shaking and everything. They got him a chair, and they I think they either took him to the hospital or took him to the – but they – that was one, one thing to take away. I, it was – it would just show how much they really care for people, even though they're a coffee company. They'll take you out online. And it was – and it wasn't like, you know, they called the ambulance or anything. No, one of the workers – well, actually, it was two of the workers uh, took uh, took this guy and his dog away, and another guy went with him with uh, uh, to make sure the dog was all right and everything like that. That's a company. Here, here's my thing. Okay, if you
1: don't want to fall out, fucking drink water, hydrate, beat the heat. Nah, he was, he was really I, I don't care. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yes, oh, I yeah. care. <laughs> you were, you, you oh, I, I could see it behind your sunglasses. You were like, you fucking really? heartless dick. Yeah, hold on just a second here. My girlfriend's calling into the show. Oh, is she? Yes, she is calling into the show right now. No, 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 you're going to stay right there. Hi, Jacob. Look, this is what we wanted to show you. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. It's <laughs> recorded. Uh-oh. Hold on. I gotta. Hold I gotta on. share this. Yep, yep. You've officially gotten the uh, sigh of jealousy from David. Uh, for those of you who can't see what's going on, my girlfriend FaceTimed me uh, here. They're at Galaxy's Edge. They're at Disney World, and they're looking.
0: They're they're showing me the Millennium Falcon right now. Good. So. Good thing it's not the slave one, though. If it was slave one, I would definitely you'd be looking for a new girlfriend. I, no, man. I would. I would. I can't have that kind of negativity in my life. Knowing that someone <laughs> that's close to me. The only thing I have uh, with people right now is the Stan Lee thing, and going up on uh, slave one. That's that's a no no around me. <laughs> I would. I would be so jealous. I would. I would be that guy. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my kids to Disney
1: World, and I'm gonna drag her along with me because I'm gonna be that guy that goes in and gets dressed up in the full Jedi regalia. I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna make my. I'm gonna make a saber, and I'm gonna challenge Kylo Ren to a saber fight, and I'm gonna talk shit to him. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna be like, you know what? I'm not trying to say that you're low class or anything like that, but man, you know. Your dad's a lot cooler than you are. He's a lot cooler than you will ever be. No,
0: something like and that. And that's not
1: even something, and and here's and here's the Easter egg that I'm going to throw at him. That's something that can't even be discussed by committee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. No, something like that. The reason why I'm not allowed is places like that, because in, in that kind of situation, you just see, hey, hey, where's where'd Dave go? What happened with him? I don't know. He's... Oh my God! He just speared Kylo Rant. That was the most awful thing I ever seen.
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold uh, as part of a conversation here. How's it going for you guys today? Is it hot? It's good. I got it.
0: Well, they're in California, or are they in Florida? We're going to go Florida. To go
1: Florida.
0: Play. Did did she have any problems with rain? Because. uh... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Nemesis was telling me that they had a lot of rain this weekend. Yeah, it, it hasn't rained yet
1: today. Yeah. Oh, and there is Kylo. Ooh, look at that Tie Fighter.
0: Oh, nice, dude. Like I said, as long as it's not Slave One. I don't have a problem with Slave One. No, no, no. As long as it's, I don't see Slave One. If I see Slave One, yeah, you're. Oh I, no, I, see, our, our friendship's no, over. No, no. I, I'm, I would be I would be super jealous, and I couldn't look at you in the eyes.
1: Okay, see, I see, I see where he's going with that. Yeah, okay. that's like
0: that's like me going out and uh, hanging out with the Red Sox and not knowing any of their names, and I just do. Hey, dude, check this guy out. And you're like, motherfucker. <sighs>
1: so if we can get Jake to say hello. See if I see if we can pick him up on the microphone. Hey, you know, uh, you're you're uh, you're going to be on the next episode of my podcast. Just just so that you know, yeah, you are. So you know,
0: yeah, we can hear you
1: right now. People can't hear you or they can't see you, but you know, dust yourself off a little bit. Uh, just kind of tell everybody why you're at Disney World. Yeah, so you graduated from high school. You're out there acting like a complete nerd, and I am totally and completely jealous of that fact. And then he takes off. It's
0: hard
1: to hear you out here. I, okay. So you're getting you're, you're getting to run around like a complete nerd, and I'm jealous of that. I'm not willing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to hide or, or to, to admit that at all. You know,
0: what's sad. Is you're going into the mic to speak, and you're moving I know, no, away I'm trying, from the trying to. Actual... Yeah.
1: Okay, go over there, talk smack to the stormtroopers. I'll let you guys go. Yeah. Oh wow, dude! They got stormtroopers posted up on the roof line, like like roof Koreans, dude. It's, it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I've
1: I've already hanged out
0: with the five hundred first.
1: uh See no, see that's what we need to do. We need to do an that Ma- first.
0: And, and the Mandalorian Corp. Really? Yeah, the they they Corp. go. Uh, they do uh, uh, what you call it. Uh, Dallas uh, fan con, I will call
1: you back when I get out of here. I'm sorry, I didn't know you were doing a podcast. No, you're no, totally fine. I didn't see the Millennium Falcon. So no, that and, and you know that that is a worthy worthy interruption. It really is a worthy interruption because we were trying to figure out a way to wrap up the episode right now. Anyway, you know it's adorable the way he's geeking out right now. It is really adorable. It is adorable, and I'm not. Again, I'm jealous, so it is what it is. All right, babe, I love you, and I will call you later. Okay? Okay, I
0: love you. Love you, laters. Well, that's the end of the nerd sports episode, and, yeah. and, and, and nerd sports. We actually we, got we got some nerd our we got our nerd in, in so the, yeah,
1: yeah. We should do it. To- we should totally see if we can get people from the five hundred first together, so we can go do an episode with them.
0: Uh, we would have. I mean, we could be a, downrange one, of them. one. We could be one downrange. Of them, one of them. One of the uh, things is is uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, and it's mostly charity groups and everything like that. They, so I, they I tell you what, and, groups, and this is but, just
1: my just just a hot take we can we can set up a table be down range of them and they can sit there and try to light us up and and it'll be, basically, it basically would be the safest place on the range
0: it really would yeah cuz you know stormtroopers just can't hit shit they even miss their dad they oh <laughs> oh <laughs> wow <laughs> wow <laughs> wow yeah, I went there. Well, everybody,
1: I am David. So, Dickerman. so, so, are you trying to say that, uh, like, Jenga bringing his son to work that day
0: was a bad idea? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton, and this is Nerd Sports. All right, everybody, keep class in San Diego.